0: what's happening everybody thanks for tuning in to episode 58 of the size up podcast by national fire radio because what you do off the job matters and i'm super stoked to have my guest on today we have been uh going back and forth for a few weeks on the uh, interwebs trying to to schedule this and uh, a little disclaimer i'll add today is, is we're both coming off a shift Um, so, you know, I tend not to do these when I come off the shift and it's not, last night was not this horrible shift where it was like, oh, night we were running and every building was on fire. Uh, Yesterday was an interesting shift for sure. I had some strange calls and I even saw he had a strange call or maybe not strange to him, but it would definitely be strange to me uh, and what it is I do. Um, but, you know, I think what we're going to really spend a lot of time talking about today is the kind of what I think are like the chapters of his life. And I think we all have chapters in our life, both on the job and and off the job. And then sometimes those chapters intertwine and overlap each other. You know, our lives aren't like a book, like where, okay, this chapter ends and then the hero goes on his next quest in the new chapter. So I feel like some of his chapters are super interesting. Um, And on top of that, I know he likes movies because one of the reasons I even reached out to him was because he had this awesome meme of one of my favorite Firehouse movies, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, and a line that occurs, like every shift pretty much at night uh so rob murphy man better known as murph what are you doing today man how are you
1: good man good glad to be on thanks for having me
0: awesome man no worries and that that line the line i'm talking about from the wolf of wall street i don't know because it was a couple weeks ago if you remember it's uh it's when the phone rings for mad max and he's watching the, the enforcer or the equalizer the enforcer
1: absolutely it happens like you said every shift you could be in the middle of an argument or anything that phone rings and it's hey Lieutenant Murphy, St. Augustine Fire Department. How can I help you? you
0: know, That's so. it. You have to change, you have to change that yeah. voiceover. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not even kidding you. I'll answer the phone and be like, Captain Paparo, New Brunswick Fire Department. Like I'll automatically yeah. change my voice into an accent just to assimilate <laughs> yeah. it. Especially yeah. if someone else has picked it up and they're like, Captain, mm-hmm. the phone's for you. And I know it's right. something. Yeah. Let's just say yeah. that, right? Right. <laughs> so so you're a lieutenant with St. Augustine's Fire?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah. i uh, been about a uh, little over two years now. I've been in the fire service for a little over 10. Um, I've been in St. Augustine City Fire for the last eight, eight and a half.
0: So. Okay. It, it's something unique that I learned about in, in New Jersey. We don't really move our career fire departments. Like once you get hired, mm-hmm. you stay where you are for your career. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as I started meeting more people from around the country, uh, Florida specifically, uh, California, another big one where it's like, I worked here and then I went there and then I worked there. I feel like Florida is a big state that happens in, right?
1: Yeah, it was uh, during the the hiring process for me, it was uh, super prevalent uh, when I came, uh, when I retired from what we'll talk about uh, later on. But uh, when I came and did fire school and everything like that, jobs were hard to find in Florida. And, uh, you know, so it was, you got to get hired anywhere and it would be a, a lateral step. So once your foot was in the door, so, I mean, I, I was with another department, Palm Coast fire, uh, department, and I enjoyed my two years there. But, uh, I mean, ultimately I had my goal on this department because um, it's a small department um the movement and the hiring uh, process and everything was, uh, very scarce, So once I got an opportunity to get my foot out of the door. You know.
0: Yeah, I, I find that a lot about, again, especially folks in Florida, like, people that either want to go from a small mm-hmm. department to a very large department or right. vice versa. Like, I'm in a large mm-hmm. department, and I want to go to a smaller mm-hmm. one, right? Because there's, there's yeah. pluses and minuses to both, for sure.
1: Absolutely, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, you know, the first department I worked with, and I don't know how yours operates, I think there was, like, sixteen. 66 uh, people with five stations and coming to St. Augustine, it's 33 firefighters, two stations. So, oh, wow. okay. just, yeah, so very small department. Um, we are an ISO one. We are a BLS uh, uh, fire department. We do have paramedics uh, on right now. We have paramedics on every rig that we run usually, um, but we are a BLS uh and then the county, that St. John's County that we're in, uh, they do the transport. Oh,
0: so I we are a fire, fire department. A good place, good place yeah, to be I, a paramedic. Someone else does it, the transport.
1: It, yeah. Well, it was it, it, one of the hooks uh, going through fire school and everything is when the, the old city manager was like, you are the fire department. This is the oldest city in the U.S. You are here to prevent fires and stop fires. If you can do some BLS, hey. Good for you. So it's, <laughs> it's a yeah. really good sell. So, like, yeah, he probably didn't uh, even know, or yeah, he, knew, you know, he yeah. knew what he needed to do. Yeah. yeah. So that was a, uh, you know, but I mean, the joke is I mean, the majority of what we all do is medical, but that is definitely a, a big hook to, to yeah. get people in.
0: Non-transport fire-based EMS is a win. If yeah. you can, if you can yeah. do that, kids out there listening, looking for jobs and, and nothing to take away from the paramedics who transport people. Hey, that's a very we, important part yeah. of the mission. I don't want to do it.
1: We we talk about this all the time, but you know, I'm, I'm sure you have seen the meme that we joke about it all the time. It's when a BLS ladder shows up to a medical call and it's, the, the, the moniker is, how would you like your oxygen today? So, so, so.
0: I have not. But so, yeah. so my, see that's unheard of on, on my ladder company yeah. you know, that i ride on because we have three engines uh, yeah. and occasionally a rescue truck a dedicated rescue yeah. so they do all the ems first so gotcha. then we go and there's yeah. no one left then the ladder guy's got to go on the ems calls and so yeah. i'm like Oh guys we're going on EMS call, man. This is it, man. We gotta and, and I came from EMS prior to working. So they're like, Well we yeah. got you, so we're good. And I'm like, I know, but right. I haven't been on an EMS call in a in a minute, guys. I gotta right, I gotta all right. get my shoes back on. Like it's yeah. uh we're due for a refresher and it's like ladder yeah. guys sit sit near an engine guy because we may right, need some yeah. help on this. <laughs> For sure, for sure. That's odd though, because so I I've been to St. Augustine's, Florida, uh, when I was mm-hmm. much younger, and my parents mm-hmm. were like, "We're driving from New Jersey to Florida," which I feel as though I never am going to make my children do with me. Yeah. Um, but we would stop That's... in St. Augustine's as like a you know, I guess it's, I don't want to call it a tourist trap, but it's a cool old city. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, speaking of fire, it's it's you know, obviously we have buildings and structures that are. 300, 200-year-old uh, uh, structures. We have most of our downtown residential is balloon frame. So, I mean, it's uh, the fires we go to are 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 big and they move fast. So uh, we have to be an aggressive department. That's of Pull our hanger hat on us so, come so, throw back the yeah,
0: and Yeah, like, and like I said, we sprinkle in the fire service stuff here like glitter on the size-up end of it. But, you know, <laughs> balloon frame in Florida, to me... Yeah. I- wouldn't really think yeah. that. I'm thinking all slab construction, yeah. you know, yeah. not mm-hmm. really like what we deal with up here in the Northeast of like right. mostly balloon frame, you know?
1: Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, when these, when these houses were, were uh, created, I mean, that was the rage back then is balloon frame. Obviously, you know, with everyone now moving to Florida and all this new, you know, especially in St. Augustine, I mean, we're, I mean, we're blowing up as far as uh, multifamily, uh, Mid level high rises that are starting to pop up around here. So it's definitely changing, but that is kind of a bread
0: and butter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, most cities are smaller cities because I'm, I'm sort of like you, we're only a 108 person department, you know, so smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we are. Blowing up as well, and we are actually building up. We're high rises, mm-hmm. and like legit, it's like this humongous construction crane is coming down. Yay, we had no incidents, and two days later, yeah. they're like, we're putting three up on this site. Yeah. Check it out we it, we have to bring yeah. in five cranes to put up three cranes.
1: Right, it works so well the first time. Let's let's double <laughs> or triple it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It. We
0: we need more <laughs> tower cranes, and yep. uh, this this last one they set up not too long ago. The crane that they brought in, it was like a, like when you see a fishing vessel and the stabilizers come out down the side okay, yep. and they were mm-hmm. hanging in the air. I'm like, this I don't even want to know, man. I don't, I don't yeah. want to know what's happening down <laughs> yeah. there today. I'm glad I'm not working. I'm just watching yeah. the pictures online, right?
1: Right, right.
0: But, you know, you're not Florida born and bred, though, right? You're from nope. up my area, well, way past my area, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I was uh, originally born in upstate New York um, and spent my first, uh, couple of years of my life up there. And then, um, my dad got transferred, uh, with his company that he was with at the time. And I grew up in, uh, most of my childhood in Cincinnati, Ohio.
0: Oh, so that, that yep. explains the college yep. choice a little bit more. Well, aside I mean,
1: from... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, uh, it was definitely always in the top five moved around, yeah. but, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And if you're, you know, I know a lot of people are listening, but if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that uh, Murph fills out the screen a little bit more than I do. He's, he's yeah. quite a bit larger than I am. And, uh, yeah. you know, kind of the elephant in the room he alluded to before is that he, uh, he's an offensive lineman that played for, uh, do you want to say it? Because it, it hurts me to say it, where you played college football, I like to actually say those words okay.
1: out loud. Be Ohio me. State, Be Ohio State.
0: So you, did they teach you guys that, like, like it's yes, drilled? That was, or... That's
1: that's orientation. That's <laughs> orientation. The first day you gotta <laughs> you, you you gotta learn that. So yeah. That's, so that's the thing.
0: <laughs> and then and then you went on, and and we'll get down the road again as chapters go mm-hmm. to play in the NFL and the CFL. But like, were yeah. you always a sports kid growing up? Or yeah. yeah.
1: So I yeah I was my uh, my parents were super active in. I'm the oldest of three brothers and all of us three brothers played sports. So, uh, my childhood was either on a baseball field on the gridiron playing football and playing hockey, played hockey all the way up. Um, Oh really? So, yeah. So, uh, love those sports, love being active. And, you know, it was, and then my middle brother, Ryan, who, who who's actually a Miami Dade firefighter, he, uh, He went on. uh, He's two years younger than me. He went on and played. He was a scholarship football player at Kentucky. So, my parents during my college time and his, my mom would be in Columbus one weekend, and my dad would be in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and then they'd switch the next week, and they'd be in Ann Arbor with me, and you know, uh, you know Gainesville with my brother. So it's, I mean, they were uh, a big proponent of sports and. uh, It it raised us, you know, playing athletics and got everyone on the right path and finding success.
0: Yeah, it's amazing, too, and it's really great that you said that, too, because you can look at athletics and and youth sports in in so many different lights, you know, that maybe it's too much, maybe it's bad, maybe there's this, Mm -hmm. maybe there's that, and then you have the flip side of it where, like, literally you can have it. Make you be the person you are today, and a lot of that is your choice as the athlete and your parents' choice as their involvement in your athletics at least what I see being a parent here
1: oh i I couldn't agree more it's uh you know and you have as time goes on and people you see all these studies and we can do a deep dive into that of like people are now kids are becoming specialized in one sport and they play baseball year round or football and you know and, and the 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 studies and the 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 facts coming out now is you want to be well-rounded yes there are people that make it if they're focused on one sport but uh the commonality of most professional athletes are hey they played baseball and now they're professional football players they played hockey or something you've got to be well-rounded and not just focused on one one uh, sport yeah
0: i mean look at just this past week's Super Bowl game where, you know, yeah. the quarterback that wins the game played baseball most of his life. Mm-hmm. And uh, listen, I'm not super sports guy at all. I, I, I watch fine. them and, you know, I'm not following at all, but then you have Mr. Irrelevant where even I was yeah. asking my wife, like, did, did these draft numbers really even matter? Like this guy, yeah. and, and when you look at quarterback positions specifically, really good college quarterbacks generally don't succeed in the NFL right. in, yeah. in the grand scheme of how you watch this, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. It's, um, I mean, there are so many little different, I mean, just, you know, playing college football and then going to pros, it's just like a step up from obviously high school to college where I remember being one of the best, you know, football players in high school in the country and then going out, stepping on Ohio State going, oh, shit, I am definitely not the best. And then working my way up through Ohio State going, one of the best players in the country and then getting to the NFL going, not even close.
0: You're right so, back down.
1: Yep, yeah, you're right back down. So it's just, you know, a packing order and you just gotta kind of you know, that's one of the things is you just gotta keep on working. Uh, you know. One of the quotes that I always say and my guys hear it all the time is like the harder you work, the, the lucky you are. I mean, should I have played as long as I did professionally? I'll be the first one to tell you absolutely not. But I outworked everyone and I can say that wholeheartedly. I outworked everyone. That's why I got where I was.
0: And it's such a big part in everything we do, right? It's the hard workers that are going to succeed. They may not get the accolades. They may mm-hmm. not get, you know, they may not get the success, to be honest with you, but they're right. known as that hard worker, right? And it's the same mm-hmm. as in the fire service. Like, the best compliment to me that I could still get it has nothing to do with being an officer. It has to do with being just a good firefighter. You know, like, he's working at the scene, like, consistently, right? Absolutely. And
1: you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I've got guys on my ship that are young guys that don't know nothing from nothing, anything, they' are young, but damn it they you will have to pull them back and go, "Hey, take a breather because they are just we're very fortunate to have some young up and coming guys in our department that are just flat out for lack of a better term just work horses. I mean they just go and go and go yeah
0: I mean you can, I, you, can you can
1: you can you can you can smooth over rough areas with hard work,
0: yeah I mean and you, you can really teach can. the the fundamentals and and you can You can coach them almost as a really good word to use, right? Just like you had to be coached in high school and then at college, totally different game and the pros, totally different game. Mm -hmm. You're getting coached up to play that game, right?
1: Right. And and to your point, you know, I also, I'm a, um, a fire instructor. So I teach out of the, 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 the fire school here in St. Augustine, Hit the nail on the head. Everyone kind of has that baseline walking in unless you're like a legacy you really don't know anything about fire or what you're getting into other than watching shows or movies or whatever. But, you know, the people that stick out as you can, you know, as a company officer, it's the people that are, you know, might mess up, but they're going to work through their problem and not give up. And those, those people, and unfortunately in the world we live in today, those guys stick out way more now because of, of the generation that we're dealing with now. I sound really old being 47 that's, you know, but that's,
0: that's, yeah, where, 100% we're That's the truth, where we're at. That's where we're at. Right? Yeah. yeah and, and, and you see that hard work too. And and to speak to that point, and and, and I was a, a legacy, you know, although my mm-hmm. dad had retired years before I got hired, um, but I came from a, a volunteer department. I had already had my certs um, and then mm-hmm. went back through it. Um, but when I was in the academy, I was like, look, I'm the same as you guys right now. You know, yep. if there's something I can help you with, because sure, I've, I've done this a little bit more, I'm going to help but we're all here to learn together. And the same thing when I got on shift where I'm like, you know, I'm here to learn the way we do things in this department. And it was mm-hmm. such a learning thing. Even some other folks were like, Whoa, I, I didn't think you were going to be like this. And I'm like, like what, like I want to learn and I'm still learning today. Right. That's the it, other key. It, yeah. When
1: I went into the, when I went into the Academy and I, I had always wanted to be a firefighter before I got good at football. Um And when I retired, had my press conference up in Toronto. At that time, I was playing the CFL. You know, jumped into uh, EMT uh, like a week later down here in Florida, and uh, I never want to stay stagnant. I always got to keep going. But like I, I remember distinctly, you know, uh, that week leading up to EMT, and you know that was my springboard to uh, to do the fire side of things. But it's like I want, obviously. I, been very fortunate with my former career. But if I can if I can uh have people say, Oh, you know, Rob Murphy is a hell of a firefighter. He's he's got his shit together and oh by the way he played football, that's the way I want it to be. I don't want to be, oh here's this football player that wants to, you know is a firefighter. Yep. I'm like, that chapter is closed. I want and so it 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 brings it brings me pleasure that, you know, in the, in the years following up to this, that, you know, we'll have new hires and, you know, people will, you know, be three, four months on and then go Murph, you played football. So that's a win for me, you know, and that just goes back to, yeah. So that, so that goes back to just, you know, just putting your nose to the grindstone just working out and just trying to be humble and, and do your, do your job.
0: Yeah. And I imagine too, you know, and, and, There's so many, you know, I've worked with a lot of guys whose kids were really good athletes and a few that played in college. And then even with my own kids, watching some of the kids that they play sports with or do things with, um, it really gets hard in that college level to keep that mindset. Because I'm sure when you're at the Ohio State University and you're playing, Mm -hmm. a lot of things are coming at you. Fun things, college things, plus the athletic things. And that that balance is crazy.
1: It's, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's you know, to take a, um, a page from, I went to an all-boys Catholic high school, very rigid, uh, Cincinnati molar, it's known all over the country, very great academic and uh, 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 sports school. My life was regimented from my ninth grade year, but when you go to college, it is, to a certain extent, regimented too. But I showed up on a campus of eighty thousand people and holy shit, this is what this is like. <laughs> like there's girls. Like, there's just, girls. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I like, too, this, this single
0: is, sex ed. I know what high school
1: is like. So yeah, so the, the first the first uh quarter, I'll give it two quarters. It definitely took me a, a little bit of to like, Hey, you gotta pump the brakes here. You need a you know, you're here to you you're here to get an education, you're here to play football. The other stuff can kind of filter in, but hey, yeah.
0: And that's that hard work theory too, going back to it, that like you have to keep working hard just because you made mm-hmm. it, you didn't really make it. Right. And oh. that nose to the grindstone attitude is what got you to where you are today. I'm sure.
1: It, yeah. I mean, you see so many people, I mean, <laughs> as many teams I've played for and as many athletes I've been in a locker with, there are guys that were way more talented than me, way more talented and you watched them on the practice field and, you're just like holy shit! These guys are incredible. I can't do that, but they didn't put the work in in the weight room. They didn't put the work in in the film. They just thought because they were good athletes, they could get by, and it catches up with you eventually.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that happens in and again any career, but it's like God, it's a oh God, it's one of those movie lines like wasted talent. Like there's nothing been mm-hmm. like oh, yeah. wasted talent, right? Truly, truly. It's a truly. Bronx tale. I knew I would think of it. Yep, it's a Bronx yep. tale. <laughs> yep, yep, that's a good one. Yep. And you're like, you're like, why are you wasting this? And it's so hard, too, because mm-hmm. now I love the casual conversation of this, because then we just jump around because you, yep. you have triplets that are in high school right now, which is yeah. a whole, whole nother world. That of- is,
1: Her- yeah, that is, is
0: uh, <laughs> as
1: my my dad passed away about nine years ago. But uh, when uh, I told uh, him that we were having triplets, that you truly do nothing easy in life, you have to do it. <laughs> and I'm like you you're right. So yeah, it was uh, that was a, a a big um a big uh, deal in our life but uh my wife at the time uh we went through the IVF cycle. We actually went through seven times um nice. and yeah, so it's uh, no avail. Nothing was uh, we would, you know, implant two, ed- two two donor eggs and nothing 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 and I said we can't do this anymore. It's heartbreaking for me and you all right, let's do three, and of course, here we are yeah soon, yeah, my last name's Murphy, you know, so that's <laughs> so that's what happens, so they're uh you know they're in their sophomore years about to drive this summer, so it's yeah uh, you know, it's it's been uh it's been crazy. <laughs>
0: and and and, and totally to say the least like you think about it and it's it's i know some folks with twins and even a few with triplets that we've we've come across in in our lives and you know the folks that didn't have one child before so they had one and then they had Mm -hmm. twins or triplets and were like oh my god but no one knows what they're doing when they become a parent for the first time so if you have three it's just two more harder but you're still learning
1: yeah now when when we had the kids, now, keep in mind, this was right in the middle of a season. I was playing in Vancouver at the time on the other side of North America from, fam- or from friends, family, everything, in the middle of the season. So that was crazy, crazy to say the least. And, you know, there's, you know, guys have heard this story all the time. There was times at night that, you know. Three, four in the morning, I would hold one of them because they were crying. I'd put it down, put one of them down, and the other one would start crying, and I would just like start laughing maniacally because it was. <laughs> I was like just losing my mind. I'm like, this is hysterical. Like, I, did, you know, what am I? How, how what am else I do I you get have this? to do? Right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah
0: those are some of the best parent stories like my kids appreciate that now and i'm like i didn't know what to do with you for a certain time and i can imagine your kids now looking at you like i could just see this like i was crying and then you got me to stop and then i started crying and then got me to stop and i started crying and they're probably loving life thinking about torturing you at that point oh
1: absolutely absolutely they you know they're teens so they anytime they can twist the screws on old dad they'll do it (laughs)
0: It it does. So I have a thirteen year old and eleven year old. So when they do twist those screws, though, it is kind of a proud parent moment when they get me. Oh, and I'm like, oh, you got me.
1: No, oh, absolutely, yeah. When that when they start kind of sticking up for themselves and they're, you know, they're like teenagers, they're smartasses. So when they give it back to me, because I am inherently a smartass, um, it's kind of like, hey, don't do that. But in the back of your mind, I'm like, <laughs>
0: props to you, I got it. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah. So getting there too, and, and jumping all around because I just, yeah. I just like I like jumping all around and, and having yeah, a fun talk and learning stuff going back. So you know you're playing at Ohio State and mm-hmm. that NFL draft. I guess were you drafted or how did that kind of no, go? No, I went as something. It, yeah,
1: yeah. So I went know. as a yeah. So I went as a free agent. I left uh, uh school early uh in my junior year. I was a uh, I was a two-time All-American at Ohio State, and I. Um, decided to leave early in the supplemental draft. So it's not the real draft. So I got picked up uh, by my hometown team, Cincinnati. And, you know, 20 year, 25 years later, looking at it, it's like probably not the best thing to <laughs> go to be a professional athlete in your hometown. And it, it was not. It was, <laughs> I, you know, kind of got caught up in some things and, you know, kind of lived that life for a little bit. And, uh, You know, I ended up, I had a short stint uh, in Cincinnati, and then uh, went over to, uh, got picked up by Kansas City. Uh, They sent me over to NFL Europe, which was the the thing back then. So I lived in Germany for seven months. So that was a super life experience, traveling all over Europe. And I was with a coach that um, was a realist and said, a lot of these people, a lot of these people on your team are never going to ever experience Europe. So he truly made it like, hey, we'll get these practices done, and after a game you'll have two days off so you can explore Europe. So that was, yep. I mean, we could not, uh, our record wasn't very good, but we could drink and party with the best of them out there (laughs) for sure. For sure, it's um, it's crazy
0: now too because if you fast forward, you know you were part of the the impetus to get these games over in England that they have mm-hmm. had, and now I'm pretty sure the Eagles are opening in in Brazil this next year, I think, yeah. or somewhere, a yeah. South American yeah. game, or, or maybe Mexico.
1: Yeah, it's uh, funny because when we when we were over there, there's a team in Scotland, there's a team in London, there was uh, three in Germany. Now the Germans they love American football, and I'm surprised that hasn't taken off with the NFL right now, but I mean, they love, they're definitely, you know, going back 20 years, they were definitely uh, most caught up on the NFL, knew the rules and everything. Um, But yeah, it it was, it was a really good experience. Um, So I went back, came back from that, and then uh, uh, went to training camp with um, Kansas City, uh, made the roster there, then got, ended up hurting my knee. Um, That's a common theme. Um, I've had 13 knee surgeries in my career. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so hurt my knee. I ended up uh, being put on injured reserve. um, And at the end of that year, they said, hey, you don't really have any film. We're going to release you. And, you know, so kind of a fall from grace going from, you know, this two time All American at Ohio State who's now been in the NFL two years, doesn't have a lot of game film to try to get picked up. So at that point in time, there was really no interest of me because they're like, well, he's injury prone, doesn't have any film. Why are we going to give him a contract? So what I had to do was I actually went into the XFL, the first rendition of the, the first XFL.
0: Go around? Okay.
1: And that was an absolute shit show. So that was, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was awesome. I mean, now it's like legitimate, but back then it was like, Barroom fight, and it was perfect for me. I loved it. I mean, it's just <laughs> hey, you versus me, let's see let's who go. wins, yeah, so you know the you know cheerleaders were, yeah, you know, I played in Chicago, so I mean, I had a fun time with my buddy we We rented a place in Oprah Winfrey's building on Navy Pier, and so we lived it up like we were big timers, but it was a great experience, and playing that ultimately brought me to the Colts and I ended up staying there for three years and then on to the 49ers. And then my last year was an 05 in Detroit. So that was my, that was my NFL. So I bounced around, got to play with, you know, a lot of hall of fame coaches, hall of fame players. Um, So very, very lucky, very lucky.
0: And and hearing that story too, you know, these are the stories that aren't told. Right. We, uh, we yeah, hear about mm-hmm. the superstar that, you know, signed a 12 year contract and he's staying in this one place and yep. that's what they want to talk about. And then occasionally you get this story of someone, the, the Iron Man or, you know, yep. whatever, mm-hmm. whatever it is. That was a journeyman.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah journeyman. Yep. That That's the word I'm yep. looking for. Journeyman. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: And to hear that and like to hear, yeah, you had fun. Yeah. You did some stuff that wasn't, you know, you're not necessarily yep. proud of it in, in your current no. life. But listen, we no. all we all have those yep. in our lives for sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um but you were able to still come out on the other side and kind of keep playing because then you went to Canada after yeah. the five years, right? Yeah,
1: so that was... So my last uh, two years in the NFL, um, The um, with the 49ers, I came into training camp um, uh, that year in 04 as, um, as a backup center. Our center, our all-pro center, went down with a knee injury, and I was slated to start. I was... Started all preseason, we drafted a guy in the uh, second round, and they moved him in in front of me because I was, you know, I spot started through my career, but I was never this, you know, big name guy, and so they wanted to give this guy a chance, which he he ended up having a five-six year career. Um, But uh, in the NFL, and just like any other sports, the um, the GM they're going to give. Uh, The people they drafted, way more chances than the guys that they bring in. So they look good, which is totally fine. So long story short, I went to Detroit, finished out my time there. I was playing good football. We were on a really, I was on a real shitty team. So they were moving people in and out. So when my career was over in the NFL, I was like, you know what? I know I still, I I can start in the NFL. I know it. I just didn't have the, the proper opportunity. And I still have love for this game. Uh, and so I went and uh, kind of just, uh, I had heard about the CFL and, uh, you know, uh, actually contacted one of my roommates that I played in Ohio State with, and he was Canadian and he had been, uh, you know, a big all-star up there. And they put me on a negotiation list and I ended up signing in Vancouver. I spent three years there on a Grey Cup, which is the equivalent the Super Bowl on my okay. first year. Um, Ended up uh, winning uh, most outstanding lineman two times in that league. Uh, voted the dirtiest player every year in that <laughs> league. Um, a couple <laughs> couple times in the NFL as well. Um, uh, and then uh, then signing the largest uh, contract in CFL uh, at the time when I moved to Toronto outside of quarterback. So then I finished up in Toronto. And my last year was I blew out my knee again in eleven. And, uh, I probably could have come back, but at that point in time, uh, my kids were getting older at the time, and then and my ex at that time was not going to let them come off to play. And I was like, Listen, What am I doing? I'm yeah. Not, I'm not. I don't. I'm not going to see my kids. So I decided to go back to my original dream of being a firefighter, and here I am, you know, full 13 years later.
0: And again, that journeyman story of all that, you know, you're able yep. to work so hard and be that hard worker and come out, so you have, at some point, everything ends, right? Yep. We all mm-hmm. we all know this. And the same yep. with our fire service career, at some point, it's going to end. And I'm sure that wasn't easy, especially saying, look, I'm playing the best football I've played. I, I won mm-hmm. the Grey Cup, I think you said it was, yep. cool. so I'm definitely yep. not a mm-hmm. CFL yep. guy, so. That's why
1: that's fine. That's... <laughs>
0: Oh, I, doubt I, yeah. People, yeah. I doubt many people i doubt many people uh south of canada are actually yeah CFO no guys, but you know no they're problem. girls but uh yeah like you're, you're able to say that and you're able to mm-hmm. look at the bigger picture and those your kids being the big picture at that point oh, more important than yep. you for sure
1: mm-hmm. and you know you get that from your parents i mean that my parents um you know my mom's still with us she is a sweet lady and uh loves loves her boys and my dad was a very very tough tough tactician uh, uh, very tough guy and kind of made me who I am as far as being tough um, I didn't like it growing up but you know you get that insight later in life where you're like oh yep. shit I am truly how he created this you know he he had a, he had a he had the mainframe wired in and this is what he wanted me to be and this is and, and this is how it came out so. When I saw that, and I know how my parents, how wonderful my parents were to me, I mean, when I became a father, it's like I, at the very least, have to do what th- they did for me, and that's essentially what I've what I've done for the last 15.
0: Yeah, I mean, 13 years ago was the happiest day of my life, like yep. hands down. When 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 Finn was born, and then again when Declan was born, like you didn't yeah. think. Again, you had them all rapid fire right there. So yeah. but I didn't think I could get that happy again. And then Declan was born and I'm like, right. yeah, it feels just as happy now. Like here, yeah. here he is, like mm-hmm. number two. And, yeah. you know, someone just recently, not recently told me, but, you know, one of those things, because they're like, man. So my kids play sports. Um, They're really mm-hmm. into music and uh, musical theater. And oh. like, I try my damnedest now to be at every single event that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, whether it's swaps or whatever I have to do to get to these events, right?
1: Yeah, and, and and to your point, I'm the same way. Like I alluded to earlier, I mean, my my parents, I can I can say they never ever ever, in, with three boys, never missed a game in all three of our careers. It's it's crazy to even think of that. The thousands yeah. of miles for travel hockey. We were, you know, in based in Cincinnati, but we go up to Toronto for the weekend and play five games and come back. But, um, you know, I, it's it's uh, for, for me now with my kids, I have 50-50 custody with them, so they're a week with me, and then they're a week with their mom. And, the, and they're, um, you know, 25 uh, miles away, so it's like essentially 45 minutes. So we drive them, and, you know, I, it takes a village to, to raise them, especially with my schedule, so... You know, my fiance Jackie is when I'm on shift, she's driving them, or my mom is driving them. So it really, truly really takes a village uh, to raise these kids. But the, the, you know, my fiance is the best. She she does them, She treats them like they her own. Kids love her. Grandma's always there. So it's it's it, it, it obviously without them, I would, this this whole um, blossoming as as they are now it would not be. Uh, it wouldn't happen
0: it's a total true story about it taking a village because i'm in the in the same boat with just two at separate ages and you know having family members help and you know opportunities that come to us in the fire service and things you know when my younger son i was actually it just came up because he just turned 11 uh his first birthday i was not at home for um, mm-hmm. I was traveling for uh, doing mm-hmm. a thing for the not for profit but i remember my wife and i had a really long conversation and it was like well it's not like he's going to know you know like his first yeah. one that mm-hmm. day specifically yeah. if you're not here we're still going to have a party for him we're still going to celebrate yeah.
1: him and yeah.
0: when they were both younger i traveled a lot more um yeah. as opposed to now as they're yeah. in his teenage years and you don't want to miss these things because of right. what they're doing you know, I don't travel that much anymore and I just mm-hmm. got a chance to go take a class out of state and I, um, I'm getting ready to sign up for it and I was kind of excited and just got an email that they have, may have a performance that day and I'm like, yep, yep. not going to this yep. class out of state, we're, not missing this, this one, state. man.
1: Yep, we're in the same boat. There has been many fire conferences of like, hey, I'm in, I'm in, and then I'll get a, a call or my daughter will come home and be like, all right, uh, swim practice got moved. Now the meet is this day and it's like, well, the intention was I was going to go this, but I mean, you talk about sacrifice, right? That's what you do for your kids. I mean, that's yeah. You know, we we joke about it, and you know, everyone kind of gives me a hard time because you know being here in the South, and we got guys on our uh, in our crews and stuff that are charter fishermen. They fish, they hunt, they do all these things. Their hobbies, you know, their woodwork and all this. Truly, my hobby is my kids. I mean, and I'm fine with. I mean, I, I like. You know, I coach my kids, or when they were little, I coach, and I, I show up at every performance, every play, every that—that's my job. That's part of my job. It's the
0: best job in the world. It literally, and, like we say, love firefighting. It. And I love it. Oh like, yeah, firefighting, best job in the world, hands down. Yep. I'll mm-hmm. fight anybody who wants to fight me about that. Yep. But being a parent mm-hmm. is really the best job in the world.
1: It truly is. It truly is. I mean, there, you just—you uh, know—as you know, as you know if you've if got. Kids coming into their teenage years, I mean, you're going to have, like anyone that's listening that has teenagers, like there are days that you're going to be pulling out your hair and there's other days that you can see them actually developing into good people and you're like, yes, this is... This is the right it's path. Working. We are My doing yeah, it. It's working. working. Yeah. 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 And Truly. then there's
0: other days where I'm like, I am going to throttle you. Oh yeah. Right oh yeah. Absolutely. Like,
1: absolutely. <laughs> yeah. There's been many times where I've had to, you know, walk away from sport events or just take a nice little, uh, you know, 30 second meditation and just come back <laughs> to, to being, the, being dad. And then and, and it's funny because um, I'm kind of a, Kind of, I am an alpha guy. we got a big personality. Conversely, my fiance is a therapist. Um, She works in recovery, and she specializes in mental health and trauma and PTSD and all that. And she is a yogi and meditation teacher. So it is truly the yin and yang. So since she has come into my life six years ago, it's been, people are seeing the, the nicer, softer now. She is definitely toned it It's amazing, it down for me. amazing yeah,
0: yeah. how that stuff works yeah. and can help yeah. us, right? Yeah. And, and I, you I not have to go out and look yeah. for it.
1: No, no, I meditate twice a day. I, you know, when I met her, I did not believe in any of that stuff. And I, to this day, do meditations a day, whether I'm on shift or off. And it totally refocuses me, centers me, grounds me. And it's, uh, I mean, it's still a work in progress. I mean, the running joke when she was getting her master's was like, Murph, you realize why she's with you. She's gonna write her thesis on you. So I was
0: like, Good. thanks. She's got thanks, her doctoral thanks, thesis. You know, Don't yeah, even worry about yeah, the masters. She's got yeah, you, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like thanks, boys. Appreciate it. <laughs> you you literally get all the check boxes, like former football player, uh firefighter, sleep deprived, possible head injuries, yeah. surgery. Oh, yeah. It's like you name it, you get all the yeah. check boxes for sure. Yeah, I've i yeah, I've been very
1: fortunate. I've I've lived a, a full life and uh, you know, have a lot of stories.
0: A stories. <laughs> I'm sure she's listening the entire time. Yep, yep. You didn't really know why that, that first date, you didn't really know why she's like, I'll go with him. This could be good. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, it, it's so awesome too to, to see that though. And, and that part of your life when you get to understand it, you know, cause uh, I say this a lot on on the podcast and, and James Gearing really talks about it on, on behind the shield from he's from Florida and he talks yep. about firefighters and sleep deprivation. And it's something that until I met him, I would have been like, literally, f you. I'm not sleep deprived. Oh <laughs> He's yeah. like, but it's, but you are, man. That's why yeah. you just said that.
1: Right. It was it was it was eye opening when Jackie came into my life, and uh, she's from Canada, moved down here, and you know I came off shift like I always did for years and years and years. It's like okay, now I got to do this, and and I mean I'm a zombie, and she was like, take a nap, and I was like, what? You need to lay down. For 25 minutes, and just, and I was like, what? I can, but but I'm gonna gonna miss, I'm gonna miss something or whatever. But man, I have turned into a, uh, a, I mean, a napper. Like, I will, I will get a power nap every day. You know, that, that definitely with the sleep deprivation, that definitely doesn't solve everything, but it definitely helps.
0: Well, I think too, you know, and you, you kind of describe yourself, you know, like an, a type A personality, like an alpha. And I agree, yeah. I'm I'm in the same way. And when we think of that type A, it's like, well, I'm going to get this and I'm tough and I'm able to do all these things. And mm-hmm. reality, in, in my mind, it's, I can't shut it off. So, learning to shut it off is really, it has nothing to do with being tough or go getter, a hard worker, or focused on the job, or whatever you want to say. It's the right. ability to not turn it off that someone has to teach us.
1: It, you hit it on the head. And like I said, uh, Jackie has done that for me that it's like there are definitely, you have to reprogram yourself because you've been doing this essentially. If you're an alpha personality, you've been an alpha personality since you've been, you know, seven years old. That's who you are. So to reframe uh, your mind and 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 sort of hardwire it back, it takes time, but it can be done. And uh, you know, it's 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 a must in in, in our career for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's such a big thing now, and it's part of why we have this show to talk about what you do off the job. And and mm-hmm. you know, I have to like update my pre-show questionnaire because I had no idea. Again, you've just told me about Jackie and what it is she does. Yeah. And I, if I yeah. would have known that, I'd be like, "Yeah, we need to get her on this show with you. Oh, she would be, be great. great episode, yeah.
1: right? Yeah, like, yeah. she'd she, she be a, great. She's
0: the... it, It's yeah. a huge part of what we do is this personal life side of our things that we can bring mm-hmm. in. And there's a lot of folks that aren't. Like you, and don't want to talk about that, you know what Jackie right. did for you again, and we joke about you know why she went on a date with you and yeah. things, but it's so positive it's the same as my wife, Tracy, like you know she works in medicine, and mm-hmm. she saw things going on with me that were different, and we're like you, you need to correct this you know
1: right and and because and essentially what you said, you've been doing this for so long, you are not going to look at yourself in the mirror and go these are these are things because these are small. Uh, striations that change over lengthy uh, uh, lapses of time. So it's not going to be a, you know, explosive reaction. And then you can, you know, shake your head and go, oh, my God, it's these little kind of striations as you go through time. And then if you take a big screenshot of, you know, a year and everything from where you were to where you are now, you can, that's the eye opening of, hey, there is something wrong with me. Everyone is living in the moment, so they're not going to necessarily self-reflect and see see that in themselves.
0: Yeah, it's such a hard thing, self-reflection. Yeah, like, and it's so Mm -hmm. important. Again, being a parent to teach your kids this too, because we kind of don't want them to end up learning it the way you and I clearly have learned it they're right. still probably gonna right they're gonna yeah. fall and they're gonna make the same mistakes we made hopefully not as bad as the mistakes that we made but right. trying to teach them that and I don't know again how you are but with my boys I use prime examples from my life sometimes even in mm-hmm. the moment when I'm in oh. that moment I'm like hey boys look what I just did
1: right yeah and and and, and I think you know Especially dealing with younger kids and everything, the, the 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 easiest way for them to learn and be re- receptive to information is based on parents' own history and stories. I mean, you can read it like anything. You can read it in the book. You're not gonna it's it's not gonna hit you the same way as your 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 dad saying, "Hey, I went through this very same thing. Might be a little different, but here's how here's what happened and here's how I reacted, whether it was good or bad." You make the you make the call, but here is my story. I've been
0: there. I've done this. And you, I can't imagine being you at your kids' sporting events throughout their years. Uh, mm-hmm. Being a professional athlete, I am not a professional athlete. I played some sports and know some things, and I'm athletic. And then mm-hmm. I look at parents screaming at their kids oh, yeah. from their chair because oh, they can't yeah. get up to walk to scream at their kids about yeah. how they're performing uh, on the field, yeah. and I'm yeah. like, "Come on, man!" Like we, yeah.
1: So it's, it's funny because yes, you, you're exactly right there. You know, there'll be, I'll turn to Jackie and we'll be watching and just like, look, look at that man over there. Like that's embarrassing. Like you're 100% this kid is in the sport to finish the dreams that you've never had you know, or that you've never fulfilled. hundred percent. You see that all the time, but like, What's what's beneficial to me is uh, my kids played uh, football a couple years and uh, just flag football. I coached them. It was, it was awesome. But they have now branched out into sports that. I mean, I was a competitive swimmer in high school as well. So my daughter does swimming. One of my sons does swimming and then aerobatics. And then Gray is a super runner. So he runs track and. And cross country, and, and these are sports. Like it's funny and humbling to me because, hey, they'll come back and like, hey, Dad, I ran this and this, and you know, what, what do you think? And it's like, but I have no clue. I, yeah. You look like you were fast to me. I don't know, you know, I don't numbers, I don't <laughs> know rankings and anything like that. So, so it, it, it is. It, it's good that I don't. That they're not playing football because then a hundred percent that would be, uh, uh, you know, something entirely different. But, you know, being playing sports that I normally didn't grow up with or are unfamiliar with, uh, it kind of gives me that buffer that it's like, hey, you're you're doing your own thing. And, uh, you know, when we talk about this, uh, you know, when they started playing football and, and, and as a father, it's like, well, you know, as me being their dad, it's like I even at an early age with them in their sporting careers, could see that they were feeling pressure because of that, of yeah. who I once was, and even to this day in in their sports, uh, I think they put a lot of pressure on themselves. That it's like, and so I have to, or Jackie has, has to reiterate to them, it's like, hey, this is your own course. This is your this is your own path. You know, be successful, be happy. You know, if it's not making you happy anymore, maybe you need to find something else. But you know, it's just one of those things where, um, you know, in sports, because of what I did, I feel sometimes that just there's pressure inherently on them because yeah. of your, your dad was this, you know. so Everybody just, knows it. Everyone just,
0: has the Internet now, right? Everyone yeah, can look yeah. up, just like I looked up some stuff about you, you yeah. know what I mean? And they know those kids and you yeah. know, you're not a, not a small man so you look at it right, right. like wow you must have you must have played some sports somewhere before you do yeah. this fireman thing yeah. right
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so
0: and that that pressure too you know again they're putting it on themselves and part of that is good but the really good part is you catching it and trying to work with them through it mm-hmm. because when you have parents that don't do things like that then later in life we see problems you know that we we both 100%. know about at our age
1: and and I don't know how your boys are, but you know, with triplets they do everything together, but the three of them are such a wide variety of personalities yeah. in the in those triplets. Like my one son Gray the runner, I mean he is he is mini me as far as I put a lot of pressure on myself. He is locked in focus where it's almost to the point of like, Gray, are you still having fun? Like he is I mean laser focus where my other son Maddox is the Bohemian of the bunch. And, you know, he's going to give it his all, you know, if the results aren't what he likes, he's like, yeah, you know what, I'll I'll be get another match tomorrow. Yeah. Another match tomorrow. So, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just really interesting that, you know, I just have a wide variety of personalities that you have to, to, to deal with. And, you know, we can circle back around to, Um, you know, being, you know, bringing it back to fire, it's like, you know, as an officer or as a company officer anywhere, it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, what are you doing? dealing with? You're, you're, you're managing personalities, right? And, and, and that's, and that, and essentially that's what you're doing. You're, you know, you're out at at the fire school and I'm teaching and stuff. You're, you're looking at these personalities and that's, you know, someone might be more receptive to yelling. Like for me, the best I played was with coaches that would get in my face and call me every name in the book and everything. Whereas other, you know, other guys did not like that. And they like to be cobbled and padded and, and, and neither, neither is right or wrong. It's just that coaching style and that teaching style. And you have to manage those people, you know,
0: that's it. I love it. And yeah. you have to manage those people's emergency too, that yeah. you go mm-hmm. to. And yes. as I've grown in my career and again, in leadership roles, I'm even starting to realize, yeah, we have to put the fire out, right? That, that's for sure. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the easy part. But I also yep. have to manage all the other things with the people that are there in a very appropriate way that's not just run into the burning building and put it out. Absolutely. Um, and that is my current learning curve that I'm probably on now is that management mm-hmm. level. But it's yep. all about managing personalities and people. Yep. Man, for, for, like I made the joke about with the phone rings that we talked about in the beginning. Yeah. Like when I'm on the car. The phone is for Captain Paparo every single yeah. time it rings, <laughs> yep. especially past seven o'clock at night. No one's yeah. calling the firehouse <laughs> number past seven o'clock at night unless they want to talk to the person who is in charge that day, like substitute absolutely. teacher. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: Look, I don't want to. I don't want to leave your daughter out though, because you do it. Your triplets yeah. are two two boys yeah. and and your daughter. Does she yeah. run the show? Does she run the boys? Yeah. Like so she, is she.
1: So yeah, one hundred percent. Because so <laughs> she is. She is the oldest by two minutes, but. In our in our liberal uh, faction, she is probably she operates at a, like six years ahead of the boys. <laughs> so she is, yeah. So she definitely is. Uh, she is she is like in another. Or she thinks she's another adult. You know, gotcha. well, Jack, gotcha. Jackie, and I will have a conversation about the kids, or we're talking about the kids, and she'll will turn and she's right there, like nodding, and yeah, you know, like she's the third third part of this. Uh, Gotcha. She's know, an, yeah, she's an equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, she, yeah she, your
0: it's, triplets, you, Jackie, and her are triplets, and then there's the yeah. twins is the, probably yeah, the way yeah, she looks yeah. at you, right? Yeah, 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 I like that.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, she is she's a riot. She's um, you know, she's a swimmer, she's she's doing uh she's throwing the javelin this year and uh uh she does uh competitive weightlifting. So she's in a wide uh, variety of sports and you know, she's big into singing and musical arts and theater, so I mean, you name it, uh, one Murphy kid is doing it at school. So we're you pretty we're, much having it all there. covered, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, we are everywhere. So.
0: I mean, that, that, that's a win when you can cover the field. It's like when people say yeah. they have five kids, and they're like, we have our own basketball team. Like, we yeah, can just yeah, field, yeah. field our own team right there. Yeah. You guys have something. And then just to keep you running, too, I mean, again, I'm trying to keep up with two. And they do yeah. a lot of the same things mm-hmm. right now. So it's pretty cool. Like we have the same lacrosse schedule for practices, games, and tournaments are different different age groups. But
1: this is the first year, this their first season that all three of them are doing track, and it is like mind blowing. It's like I get to pick you all up, or Jackie, or my mom gets to pick you all at the same time in the same place. (laughs) Mind blown, you know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the the things that mind blow you in your middle yeah. ages, right? Yeah. Like I get to yeah. pick all my yeah. kids up in the same place at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, it's the simple things, right? I mean, That's that okay. is a
1: huge, huge, Like we'll get we'll get home at like eight thirty at night and just be like, "That was a good afternoon. Everyone's home, everyone's fed, everyone's brushed their teeth, everyone's homework's done. That's a win."
0: It's a win. That's a good day. That's a good day right there, man. There is no better way to end this podcast than on that win, I feel like, because that is something that as a parent, you didn't even know you needed until you actually get it, right? You didn't know how it was going to change your life until you're like, this is a win. Yeah. Murph, man, I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. So we're going to hit the uh, the size of 10 here with you. Okay. All right? They're, they're generally rapid fire, but they're not. So okay. whatever, whatever works. And someday okay. I'm going to do something with all these that I have. But that day okay. is all right. probably never going to happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, right, speaking we... into it in... Speak it into existence, right? That's how yep, you that's do it. That's it. Right? It's all you got to do, mm-hmm. man. Uh, one yep. day
0: I said, hey, I'm going to host a podcast, and here I am on episode yep. 58. So look okay. at that. Maybe one all day right. the size up 10 will be a cool okay. reel somewhere. <laughs> 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 oh, I, oh, dude, one of these questions is totally shit for you. Damn it. Anyway, all <laughs> right. beach, beach or mountains. Which one are you going to? Uh,
1: I'm, gonna, I'm going uh, mountains now. Mountains. Yeah, you really, now you really don't have out.
0: those in Florida. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. You know. Yeah, hundred percent mountain.
0: A night out or a night in, or should we just say a night where all the kids are, are together and, and the same yeah, yes, are?
1: it's. I mean, at forty-seven right now, that it's like it, you know, just going from where I was, you know, fifteen years ago to now. It's like, hey, if we're in bed at ten thirty, that's a win. So, it,
0: you listen, know, that's listen.
1: yeah, night in is is, <laughs> is 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 looks really really good right now.
0: The the. The uh the next day goes from like I'm able to keep going and then in your thirties to be like, Man, that was a rough twenty-four hours. And then in your forties it's like this is a rough forty eight hours. I can't oh, do this. A hundred percent, yeah.
1: hundred <laughs> percent.
0: Right. Uh a good book or a good movie?
1: Uh good movie. Um just because I'm so busy, I'm I, I do like reading, uh, but time is of the essence right there with, with me, you, so Oh so, right there yep yeah. right
0: yeah. Cross country road trip. Who is your celebrity co pilot, living or dead?
1: Oh, Chris Farley. Oh <laughs> no. <yeah. laughs> no doubt. Straight from that Sandusky.
0: Be... Sandusky yeah. Yeah. coming out of Sandusky.
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh O'Callahan auto parts, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He yeah. Uh... <laughs> the,
0: the car would look just like it did if it was you and him in it for sure. <laughs> exactly.
1: I I I I feel like there would probably be uh, probably a three day stop at least in Vegas. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's what I'm banking on. Yeah,
0: I like it. I like it. You make your bed every day.
1: Uh, I try to, but Jackie is all over that. She's, she's on it. She's on. Yeah, it. she's 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 on it. I'll get up at five thirty and do what I have to do and shave and everything. I'll come out after a shower and it's me.
0: But yeah, well, listen, man, I hit the I hit the mark clip for that, so I'll send you you saying that in public for Jackie. Okay, like okay. For All right. that'll get you some 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 yeah, bonus yes. points here. Appreciate right? it. In case you Appreciate Valentine's it. Day the other day. Yes. <laughs> <Pretty> <laughs> sure. Give me a, a book that everybody has to read that you've read.
1: Uh, one that I always uh read, and I read it once a year. I got it about four years ago. Um, it's actually right here. Uh, uh the Motivation Manifesto. Oh, cool.
0: Um, I'll have to check it yeah, out.
1: Yep, yeah, it's uh, Brandon Burchard, and it just breaks, uh, it's just nine declarations to claim your personal power back. Um, yeah, I read it once a year, and kind of, kind of, it's it's kind of tattered, kind of worn. I, I hit that book, and then the one that I read every day, and I've been reading it for, um, for six years since I met uh, Jackie, is uh, this one right here, The Daily Stoic, uh, Ryan Holiday. So it essentially breaks down a meditation on wisdom uh, and the art of living every day. So what it will do is it will give you a quote from the the famous Stoics in history, and then uh, it will be about a paragraph, and then it will make it, and then they'll do two or three paragraphs into real, relatable, real-life stuff. I read this every day uh, in the morning, uh, start my day off. Um, it's, it's a, it's a game-changer.
0: Buddy, I have asked about, I don't know, let's just say 45 people, these 10 questions, and mm-hmm. I. this is the first time anyone has ever pulled the book up and shown it to the camera because it was right next to them. Yeah, so yeah, for that's, all, that, yeah. all the people that are like, I'm listening to the ex-NFL player firefighter, yeah. this is the guy who's yeah. got the books right next to oh, me. Oh, yeah, so I mean, I, like, it, I, I have my I little it. my
1: little knapsack I bring to work and whatever. Those <laughs> books, Those books are with me all the time.
0: That's awesome, man. Yep. All right. A couple more questions here. Uh, yep. where are we at? Hi- highways or back roads? Which one are you taking? Oh,
1: back roads. Got to see what's out there. Love it.
0: A bucket list place to visit. Uh, I
1: don't know. A good place to visit. I've been a lot of places, a lot of countries, but I would probably like to do Australia. I've not I been saw. there. Yeah. But that would be something that would, uh, interest me, uh, Jackie has lived there twice, so if she keeps on saying, "Oh, nice." That's the place to be. So I'm going to have to be the judge myself.
0: I'm uh, I'm currently it's my Google flight tracker. We plan on going there for Christmas this year to visit some oh, friends. Oh, awesome! So awesome. So yeah. I need the flights come down a little bit more. Be, yep. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Dumbest question I've ever asked anyone on no, this no. podcast. I'm like right. looking down while I even ask it. Like, <laughs> football or football? Oh. Come on. <laughs> okay. Next, last question. I'm not last even, question. Yeah, I'm not answering it. Yeah, I mean, right. I feel bad answering it, but I can't yeah, right. change it for you. Yeah. Right? It wouldn't be fair. Yeah, right. Last one, man. Best advice you could give to your younger self. Ooh, that's a good one. Best.
1: Uh, um. Something that uh that my dad always said to me, and I listened to it, and I found success with. But if I could. Make it my mantra earlier on in life would be just, just keep grinding. Just keep grinding.
0: Love it, man. Nice and simple. Yep. That may actually yep. be the name of this podcast. I have a bunch yep. of cool names that I've written down for things you yep. said, but I think that that just keep grinding may actually be the one to go. Because I feel like that's been kind of the overall theme in this whole episode, right? It's mm-hmm. just that grind, right? Grinding yep. through everything you're doing, whether it be yep. playing in the it, NFL, it, being a fire lieutenant, parent, yep. yeah, co-parenting. It's not... And
1: as we all agree. Life is not always uh, shiny and happy and everything. It's just keep grinding and good yeah, things will happen eventually. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Life is the yep. grind, man. I'm grinding yep. today from work yep. to this, to yep. a, another zoom that my wife already started here that I'm a little late <laughs> for to get my kid into Manhattan this weekend for a Broadway theater oh, intensive to like, wow. back To work next week. Like, yep. here we go. Grinding yep. back to podcasting, yep. right? It's the yep. grind that, that, that I love. So and maybe yep. that's the type alpha we turn into in our 40s, right? Is the grind? Yep. Yep. For sure. A hundred percent. Awesome. <laughs> Listen, man, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day and joining me today, man. It's been great. Anytime, man. It was a pleasure.
1: Yep. Anytime uh, you want to link back up, I- I'm here, man.
0: Oh, this for sure. For thank sure. you. Awesome, dude. And thanks to everybody for tuning in and listening. As always, thanks to our sponsors. Um, it's really all you guys listening. And, and something I wanted to mention in the beginning and totally forgot, but you know, I, I kind of stumbled upon Murph on the internet, he commented on one of the podcasts, I think, uh, that was there or something, and just started kind of following them and talking. And I'm always looking for guests. So if you want to come on the Size Up by National Fire Radio, talk about what you do off the job, you know, it really does matter. We'd love to have you. So feel free to reach out to us on Instagram or hit us up on uh, National Fire Radio or the Size Up on IG. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care. fire